we need to put little triangles where I'm supposed to stop for breaks. All right, let me try one more time. They're called periods. Okay, let me... <laughs> let me try one more time. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Welcome to Hey, Did You Ever See That Movie? I'm your host, Des, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Lynn. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. <laughs> and joining us again, the podcaster with a fully packed bong, Pat. Hey, don't bogart that, man. Okay, this <laughs> week we will be discussing the paranormal horror movie, Mama. Written and directed by Andreas Matruiti. It stars Jessica Chastain, <laughs> Nicolaja Costa-Walduya, oh, Megan Carpenter, and Isabel Nelicia. <laughs> As always, this podcast will contain spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. Then come back and listen to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I saw Lord. the names on the cast list, and I'm like, he's gonna, he's gonna be butchering every one of them. <laughs> that was the first horror. That was the first horror show of the podcast, right there. As there I, as go. I massacred the fucking every the cast. name on the list. <laughs> okay, so um, we don't have a disaster piece theater this week because there's really nothing no, funny wasn't. to do this week. So, um, I'll give you a little one. Here we go. Ready. Welcome to the Zastapis Theater. Action. Boo. Cut. Okay, there you go. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> no, not really. No, that's that was pretty fun. bad. Okay, and yeah. now it is time for Dez's four and one fun and one fake fact, where it will be up to my two co-hosts to figure out which fact is total bullshit. Fact number one. Jessica Chastain actually plays bass and performed all the bass lines in the movie and even tried out for the band Hole, but was passed over for bass player Sean Daly. Number two, it took six hours a day to put on and remove the Mama costume. Number three, the actor that played Mama was actually a man. Number four, Mama's appearance was inspired by a painting by Amado Modigliani again used in the movie <laughs> It Chapter 1. And number 5, Jessica Chastain was the first and only choice for the part of Annabelle. Dolin, what is the bullshit fact? Uh, 6 hours to put on the mama costume. Okay, and Pat, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to agree with her. Really? You guys really think that Jessica Chastain tried out for fucking hole? How would I know? I don't know anything about her. Ditto. Okay. That was the that was the bullshit. I thought it was obvious. Uh but she did take bass lessons, so she would look um legit playing the bass. I thought she was awesome. I thought her character was fucking super sexy. That's my kind of girl right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With a budget of $15 million and a box office gross of $148 million, this movie was a huge success. Uh, Dylan, actually, you know what? Let's do some opening thoughts real quick. So, Pat, I know you've seen this movie because uh, you suggested we do it. Yeah. Um, 
I have never seen this movie before. I'm not really into horror movies, but I'm not really sure this was a horror movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I cried at the end. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know I cry all the time. So, yeah, I cried at the end of this movie. I've uh, never seen it before. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. Delin, have you seen the movie before? So, odd, oddly enough, I had seen the end of the movie. It's not, you know, like you're flipping through channels and you catch something and you're like, oh, yeah. what's this? Yeah. So I had literally seen the ending from the time they arrived back at the cabin to the end of the movie, but had never seen the rest of the movie. Hey, hey, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Did you cry? I did not cry. Okay, you have I, no I heart. Yeah, give well, us a, give us a synopsis, you fucking heartless bitch. <laughs> all right it's a quick synopsis this time folks after a young couple take in their two disturbed nieces they suspect that a supernatural spirit named mama has latched onto their family they're two like feral nieces and the little one it's like you couldn't get her a fucking shower and some clean socks like for the whole movie i mean fuck man didn't matter she took them off anyway all right let's uh let's uh break this shit down a man kills several of his business partners and his estranged ex-wife, then runs away with his children, a young spectacle-wearing Victoria and baby Lily. After speeding on a remote, snowy road, he crashes into the woods and takes the children to a nearby abandoned cabin he wanders upon. Realizing the mistakes he's made, he prepares to commit murder-suicide, but at the last moment is killed by a strange figure in the cabin. Victoria looks at the figure, but only sees a blur as her glasses were broken, as her spectacles were broken in the car crash. Okay. You're a spectacle. Yes, I am. Uh, Especially with this this fucking, uh, this crime that I committed on my hair this afternoon. (laughs) I gave myself the mental patient haircut and then dyed it purple. Okay. Okay. Dylan, what do you got on this? Well, now we know why he's so fucked up today. Yeah. (laughs) Today? Okay, yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, it's pretty much every day. Um, So I don't have a ton of um, sympathy for the father. You know, dude, you're a piece of shit. Like, and you're trying to kill your kids and just... Ugh, like I don't know. I just wanted to. I wanted to break his neck too. So I was. I was with Mama at that point. You know, I'm like, okay, girl, let's do this thing. You know. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was kind of cool how they're two. The two of them are sitting in front of that fireplace, and the fire is going out, going out, going out, and then Mama brings them the cherry. And I was like, well, that was nice. You know, at least somebody's trying to feed these poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, you couldn't throw a log on the fire, for Christ's yeah, sake? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not sure that any of them could figure that out. But, you know, regardless, I, I think this is a cool beginning. Um, I'm not quite sure why he felt the need to go and grab his children after what he did. You'd think he would just take off. But, okay, like, you got to start the movie somehow. So I'm, I'm with yeah. it. Pat, what do you got? And I like the fact that you can't see Mama. I, I, I don't want to see her. Like, yeah. the less I see of Mama, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Spit it out, Pat. I didn't know you were ready. Um, oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, uh, it's, as soon as he got into that cabin and he started to have his breakdown, um, all I kept saying to myself is, don't do it. Don't do it. And when he had the gun in his hand 
and he's crying. He can barely contain himself. He gets her to turn around and look out the window, and all I kept saying to myself was, oh, my God, don't you dare kill this kid. And then here comes Mama to the rescue. And I was like, oh, thank God. That's just not the way you start a movie. Dude, I have so many... I have so many problems with the beginning of this fucking movie. It's of course so, you do. All right, first of all, this isn't even a horror movie. It's a it's a it's a movie about loss. It's a movie about love. It's a movie about heartbreak. Ah, uh, God, the beginning of this movie is so unnecessary. So the father, he doesn't even need to kill anybody. It, it it goes nowhere. They don't really tell you why he killed his coworkers. I don't even remember him killing coworkers. I don't even know where that came from. But they you say just he hear the broadcast. Okay, and then he has to kill the ex-wife, the estranged wife. None of this had to happen. He could have been like a father that like takes his children on the weekends, taking them skiing up in the fucking mountains. The car crashes into the woods. He dies in the accident. The fucking specter, mama, finds the children, leads them back to the cabin. That's fine. That would have been much better for this in particular movie. Because I have... No sympathy for this man at all. I no, I don't know why he wants to kill his children. Like he's got a brother that looks exactly like him. Why not? Like why not call his brother and be like, "I just killed my wife and a bunch of coworkers. Um, the kids are at the house. Please come get them and raise them." Because then when he's in the cabin, he's like, "You know, Daddy loves you, all right?" And as he's about to blow her head off, I'm like, "This makes no sense. None of this makes any sense." It's fucking bad storytelling, and it's a shitty intro. Now, with that being said, the image of the two little girls crawling around in the cabin, this is the scariest image in the entire movie. And then you see him on top of the fridge, and you realize it's the two little girls, and then my heart breaks. I'm not scared anymore. I'm like, oh, my God. These poor little girls, they're starving. They're dirty. They, they've been raised by, like, a ghost. I'm like, they're fucking like demented. This is a sad movie. This is not a scary movie. And this intro scene here, it's the only part of the movie that scared me. That's it. And only for two seconds until I realized these were two little girls. That's what I got. Okay. Five (laughs) years later, their (laughs) uncle Lucas. Question, is this the same actor? Yes. Yes. (laughs) He played in... Spit it out. He played in where? Don't leave I us hanging. Played, I said he played him in both characters. <laughs> okay, okay. One um, with a beard, one without. What do you guys think about about the intro? What I said. Would you agree it would have been a better movie if they had taken that that like kind of plot that went nowhere out of it? So for me, later on, when you see the the father trying to help. I would have believed that more if he had died in an accident or right, right. like if there had been like an avalanche or was, who knows? Like if, if, if it had just been a straight up accident in the car and he okay. had just died in the accident in the car, like, okay, I believe now that you want to help. I don't believe you want to help in this movie because you tried to kill them. Dude, that is, I'm so glad you brought that up because this is a movie that it's charm for me is that it pulls at my heartstrings and it makes me feel emotional, which I don't usually get from horror movies. So through this whole movie, I'm getting sadder and sadder and I'm feeling more and more empathy for mama and for these little girls, specifically the little one who doesn't know really anything but mama. Mm -hmm. And so 
at this moment now we had I'm, we're going to jump ahead, but that's fine. I'm, we break all the rules now that I'm got the steering wheel. Okay, <laughs> no so shit. At this scene when they're under the bridge and the guy is having the the fever dream in the hospital and he sees his brother and he's saying, you know, take care of my babies. Now this scene probably would have got a second cry out of me if the father had loved these children and had died tragically in a car accident. Then I'm I'm crying here. I'm like, oh my god, this poor dad. But instead, I'm going, fuck you, you fucking fuck you. Okay, <laughs> Pat, what are your thoughts on my on my subplot? You like it better? I have to agree that if the father died in the car crash, and say the girls wandered away from the car and found the cabin, yeah, I can see that. I think you need the cabin because it makes a connection when the girls are at another place Yeah. Or later on in the movie. Correct. But I don't think it was necessary for their father to be a weeping mess. Um, as I mean, obviously he had, he planned this. Yeah. He kidnapped the girls. He got into a wreck and whether he got into a wreck or not, he still planned on killing his kids. But none of it made sense. Why does he have to be a killer? Some fucking work in the movie. It just doesn't because, work. Because it was like a stock market crash. He lost everything. I understand that, but why does this have to be part of the movie? Can't he just be a good dad that fucking picks his children up on the weekends? He took them skiing and had a car accident and died? It's a way better story. All right, let's fuck that. Lucas visits Victoria, initially makes him her father's. Ah, fuck, I can't read this. <laughs> I can't fucking read this. <laughs> Fuck. I can't fucking read this. Holy shit. What is going on here? Um, yet we need to put little triangles where I'm supposed to stop for breaks. All right, let me try one more They're time. They're called periods. Okay. Let me, <laughs> let me try one more time. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Okay, mark that. That's the intro. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> we need little triangles at the end of sentences so I know when to stop. <laughs> okay. A fucking period there. That's what that is. Okay. Five years later, their uncle Lucas has been madly searching for his brother and nieces using the inheritance his brother left. While his girlfriend, Annabelle, doesn't seem all that taken on the search. Oh, God, it's keen. It's keen. Five years later, <laughs> Uncle Lucas has been madly searching for his brother and nieces using the inheritance his brother left. While his girlfriend, Annabelle, doesn't seem all that keen on the search. She indulges Lucas. One day, the searchers stumble upon the crash car and find the two girls in the cabin. In this time, they have gone completely feral. They are walking on all fours and essentially nonverbal. The children are sent to an institution under the care of psychiatrist Dr. Dreyfus. Lucas visits, and Victoria initially mistakes him for her father and hugs him. Lily is not trusting of them and stays away. Because Lily's the only one with a fucking brain in this movie. Uh, you know what? When you use the little dots, it makes it much easier to read. <laughs> Toin, what do you got on this scene? 
<laughs> you learn something new every day. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just learned about how to use a period in a sentence today, but okay. Yeah, uh, I, was wondering what those, I was wondering what those little dots were for. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. All right. Um. So, let's see here. This is... So, Annabelle. I love this character. I think she's awesome because she is the typical girl that doesn't want kids and is annoyed by this whole thing. And yeah. she doesn't try to hide it. And I appreciate that because I'd feel the same way. Um, especially when you end up with two children that are off the rails like yeah. she does. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, you, uh, it was very cute when Victoria gets the glasses and she can finally see again. You have to think for five years she's been seeing everything as a blur. Yeah, so that's a bummer. Like she hasn't seen anything clearly in five years. And, um, you know, she mistakes Lucas for her dad because I'm assuming they're twins. Because um, they're the same guy. Because it's the same dude. So <laughs> I think that's so, a given. I think it's a given. Um, I kind of have to wonder, like, oh, why is he searching for his brother if he already has an inheritance? And how long? It usually takes a couple of years before they say they're dead to get inheritance. But and where did whatever. this inheritance come from? Didn't we just learn that there was a stock market crash? He lost all his money to the point where he had to kill himself and his whole fucking family. If he had enough money for this giant inheritance, why is he killing himself? Well, I mean, did- it's not like they're living the the life or anything. They're just uh, like I mean, five they're in years. A- Five years of like a pain for this fucking manhunt. I mean, the, the, the whole beginning. I mean, sucks. did you did you did you see the two dudes that were doing the manhunt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess for like a a six pack of fucking blue label, uh, fucking <laughs> blue ribbon in a fucking so- <laughs> carton of cigarettes a year, they're good. <laughs> you know, you give them a couple of natty ices and they're okay. <laughs> a couple of natty ices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did like the uh, scene in the beginning when we first meet her and uh, she's taking the pregnancy test and she's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, one thing I took out of this movie is it really just reinforced my decision not to have children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but can we also talk about the fact that there's that pile of cherry pits in the kitchen awesome. now? And it's like, it's like three feet tall. It's almost as tall as the kids, right? So I'm thinking yeah. to myself like, if mama had said at any point to these girls, take these out back and plant them after you finish eating it, they would never have to be worried about being hungry again. They'd have a cherry orchard and be making millions. Dude, if I had that little fucking, the little dirty daughter, the little dirty one with dirty feet and ratty hair, if she was running around my house, you know those fucking, those those rat traps, the sticky ones? <laughs> I'd put a few of those down. Oh, Wait for her to stick it. to it. stop it oh my god God. uh pat what do you got on this scene um it's 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 funny how annabelle is is so like she's perfect in this role like delin had said she's in a rock band she is not even remotely ready for a family no and um i think one of my favorite lines from her is when they find the kids and uh, Lucas comes to where they're rehearsing and he says, they found the girls. <laughs> Her response was perfect. You're shitting me. Right? I love that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is so perfect. That's exactly what you expect to hear from a band member thanking God she wasn't pregnant. Oh, I fucking loved it. You're I loved shitting it. I, me. I loved the character. I thought she was beautiful. She, yeah, she was a great character. Yeah. Yeah, she was rock and roll. She was cool. I loved her band. Just so cool. 
Uh, all right, so there is a legal dispute over custody of the children between Lucas and the rich aunt on the children's mother's side. While the court questions the ability of Lucas and Annabelle to raise the children in a small apartment with little income given their special needs, Dr. Dreyfus agrees to recommend Lucas and Annabelle as the children's legal guardians as long as they arrange to move into a special home owned by the Institute, used to perform case studies. There, he can continue to watch over the girls and study them. The newly formed family moves into the house. While Victoria is in therapy with Dr. Dreyfus, she reveals that someone named Mama took care of her and Lily in the cabin. And that's not all. Mama appears to have followed the children to the new house. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So, God, okay, Dylan, what do you think? I got, I got thoughts. Do you have thoughts? <laughs> Go oh ahead. Oh my God, does he have thoughts? I mean, seriously, um, you almost wonder if they would have been better off if they had gone with the the other aunt. But absolutely, that's yeah, that's neither here nor there. But um, you know, you, I think for me, right off the bat, I felt like Doctor Dreyfus had um, ulterior motives. Of course. Not, you know, I mean, and cl it's clear as you get into the movie, he does. But, you know, like he's not really doesn't have these children's best interests at heart. He has Dude, I'm going to write a book on this shit and get rich at heart. Dude, There's so. a spot in the movie where he like is in there and the ghost is like, I'm going to kill the next woman named it. Fucking what's the what's the girlfriend's name? Annabelle. <laughs> I'm going to kill the next woman named Annabelle. I see. Ah! And he's like, all right, listen, uh, I just got a page. I've got to go back to the hospital, but you stay here. And like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy is a fucking cunt. He has got no love for this woman. Yeah. He is putting her in harm's way the entire movie. I hated Dr. Dreyfus. Sorry to cut you off, but fuck. No, that's fine, because it's the truth. I've um, had too much yeah. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he definitely has his own agenda, for sure. And, yeah. um, you know, does he really want to help the girls? I'm thinking that he thinks it's one and the same, but maybe you're putting your own agenda ahead of actually helping them because it yeah. doesn't look like he doesn't spend any time working with lily he just talks to victoria because victoria is the one that will tell him about mama whereas lily just clams up but it's like shouldn't you be talking to lily and helping her become verbal and and interact with people you know that, that seems like that's important yeah the no. only problem is is lily doesn't speak Exactly. You have to teach her to do so. Like you have to kind of get her there if you can. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, but... don't get me wrong. There are children that are nonverbal, and that's you know a thing. But she's nonverbal because she was abandoned in a cabin at like a year and a half old. Yeah, she's know? a year old. She doesn't know language. The only language she knows probably comes from Victoria trying to talk yep. to her. Yep. But dude, um... I go to that hospital with my girlfriend, right? And I'm like, all right, show me my brother's kids, and and I watch that shit show for five minutes. There's no legal battle. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's go. We're fucking out of here. I'm not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with that. You're fucking shitting me? You're taking that home? No. That's, that's, <laughs> Pat, what do you think? I think you're fucking nuts. Oh, um, you know what I think? We're fucking, we're three hours from the fucking fun park and you guys want to bail out. No, no. It's no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. Easy, I'm gonna Clark. Have fun? Easy, okay. easy, okay. Clark. Okay, Sit down, ahead. relax. Okay, go ahead. Have some coffee. Right. <laughs> That's the last thing he uh, needs is more of that. Yeah, I know, but he sipped it anyway. Um, it's, there's just, when 
there are certain things about this movie that were like classic spooky, like classic scare you and make you jump. And when he pulls the blinds up and you can see Lily's over there on the far side of the bed, your mind, your entire vision is focused on her because it's the only movement you see in the room. You're not thinking about where the other kid is. You're watching her looking like she's pulling fibers out of the carpet. And then, bam, Victoria comes out from the side of the, uh, from beside the mirror and is now staring into the mirror. The first time you see this movie, you're going to jump. I did. Because you're not prepared for it. I didn't. No, well, I just that's fe- because I just you felt suck. bad. I just felt bad for these children. Like, at this point, I feel like I'm... Of course you feel bad for the children, but that's part of the whole storyline. The fact is, is, I mean, it was even in the research that I did, there's a lot of things that were taken from other movies that it wasn't like original. Right. Um, even even the scene where um, Mama pops out from behind Annabelle's head um, as she drifted down behind her. Yeah. That's been done how many times? I mean, yeah. I can remember just as recently as, um, um, what is it? Insidious 2. Yes, yes. that the was the one thing. with the red man behind, behind right, exactly. the guy. Mm-hmm. And the camera goes from one act of the actor's face and then back to the actor's face, and suddenly he's already there and scares the shit out of you because you're yeah, not. Yeah, that was actually a very scary scene. But see, I don't. I, little little children don't scare me. I tried to tell this to Tony when we did the original Halloween movie. But that's so, just it. That, there's not scary like that little kid in the first Halloween movie. He sta- I give him three stabs of that butcher knife before I picked him up by his little ankles, smashed him <laughs> off the wall, and threw him out the fucking window. And same with these little kids. They don't scare me. I take that little one and I beat the other one to death with her. So I'm not worried about it. Dude, That's, they're I'm, not. The kids aren't supposed to be scary. But You're what is scary in this feel, movie? What is scary is the creature that protected them and how it went with them when they were rescued from the woods and how she became jealous of anyone that these show these kids affection or these kids got close to and yeah. what she did in the process. You've you've hated this movie from the word go, so you're not even thinking about the storyline. I like the, the movie. Written. I like oh, the movie. Oh, you did not. Shut the fuck up. I, I did. I liked the movie. It just wasn't a horror movie. It, it was a feel-good movie that at the end got sad for me. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared in this movie at all, ever. I, I feel bad for people making poor choices. I feel bad. I, I wonder why people are doing what they're doing throughout the entire thing. Like, well, uh, of course, why... I mean, it's it's just super. There are things that are super creepy, like listening to Mama when she's in the cabin and the, with the doctor. I know that's a scene in the future, but just that, that, that sound of her voice is yeah. unnerving. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Stop yeah, it. well, <laughs> somebody's going to put you in place. All right, listen. There, go ahead. All right, I'm done. Move on. Just listen, here's the deal, okay? Like, the, the father fucking falls down the stairs and he's in the hospital. That Should have killed Annabelle's, him. She's not going back. She's not going back to that house. She's not going back to that house. She's like, listen, guy, I'm going to the band room. You fucking, whatever. Send somebody else there to watch these two little fucking, these little fucking animals. I'm all set with this. She's not going back. And then as things start happening, she's not staying. Like the little girl's like, listen, I'm worried about you. Mama's going to kill you. She's like, okay, great girls. Uh, go to bed. I'll tuck you in. She's in the closet right now looking at you. She's going to kill you. It's like, fuck, what? Okay. 
Sorry. Get help, please. Get Sorry. help. <laughs> okay. Wow. 20 years? 20, 20 years? Years. Really? Plus. Okay. Good okay. God. Do, you, do you guys have any other thoughts on this? <laughs> no, let's move on. You go. No, I think maybe we should just move on and put this to bed as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay. Through dreams, Annabelle has it. <clears throat> Through dreams, Annabelle has it. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Through dreams, Annabelle has. Okay, so there's no dot here. Because Annabelle has is not a, a sentence. No, there should be like a there should be like an apostrophe or something there. Okay, it would be a comma if anything. Yes, it should be a comma. Pause. Apostrophe. Honey. Through dreams, Annabelle has. See that you see what I'm saying? Listen, just read the fucking thing, would you? Through dreams, Annabelle has. It's been revealed that Mama was a former patient at the mental asylum in the 1800s. She appears to be deformed in some way, though it is never revealed why. She breaks out of the asylum and stabs a nun who had taken Mama's baby into her care, then steals the baby back. Chased by the authorities, she ends up jumping off a cliff to escape. She hits a tree branch on the way. <laughs> she hits a tree branch on the way down. The baby is killed by the impact and is stuck on the branch. And Mama ends up floating dead in the lake. Mama becomes a ghost, twisted by the sad emotions of not knowing where her child is. This causes her to take a form of a twisted bean. The body parts askew and joints bending the wrong way. She searched the woods for centuries. She just didn't look up. She searched the woods for centuries trying to find her baby until she stumbled upon Victoria and Lily about to be killed in the cabin and began taking care of the children as her own. Okay. Okay. So I didn't know the baby died on the way down. I just assumed like the fucking little, the little bonnet got stuck on the branch and then the baby like starved to death up there. I mean, is that kind of what you guys thought? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Not even fucking close, genius. Um, and, and she searched for centuries. So she jumped off this cliff with the baby in her hands, right? <laughs> and hit the water. Baby's no longer in her hands. I mean, I'm not fucking, uh, I'm not Fletch. I'm not a private detective here. But my first uh, intuition would be to look up. The townspeople <laughs> had taken the baby. You there's, sure? a picture, there's a picture of the townspeople. There's a picture of the constable holding the baby remains, which is why she could never find them. Which is why it ended up in on a government shelf somewhere. Hmm, I didn't notice impound. that. That's why I'm not a detective. Okay, Dylan, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> wow. So, I mean, as as is obvious, this is very sad. You know, this is a, probably a woman that either had mental illness or another something going on with her. And she got pregnant somehow and they take her baby because they figure she can't handle it. And that's all she wants is this baby. And, you know, should she have murdered a nun? That's probably bad. So not great. Not not a good look, Mama. I think that's a one-way trip downstairs if I'm yeah, not Yeah, not a good look, Mama. But, you know, you feel bad for her. She's just trying to, to get away with her baby and it ends tragically. And, um, you know, like, can you see why this being became a ghost? Absolutely. Like you can see how 
that kind of energy was really disruptive and how she would spend eternity looking for that babies. And she ended up finding other babies to take their place. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's it. And to me, this was the saddest part of it is this part. There are so many sad parts in this movie. And this is why I actually like this movie because I, I like melancholy. I, I like to get a little cry in a movie. My only grudge against this movie is it was trying to be a horror movie and it just wasn't. And the beginning is stupid. Pat, what do you got? Wow. <laughs> um, when, when the, the scene you're talking about with um, when you see um, mama um, in the institution, that's a dream that Annabelle has. Yes. And you find out that this institution, it wasn't a mental institution. Um, it was something else. I can't remember run by the nuns. The doctor finds this all out. And Edith was, obviously she couldn't take care of the baby. And she kills the nun trying to get her child back. But there are certain things that you have that give you a clue. Like as I was just watching the scene where um, Edith Brennan jumps off the cliff She's holding the baby. You come closer and closer to the to the branch, and then suddenly there's nothing in her arms. So obviously that's where the baby got left behind. Even before you see the picture, you kind of figure that out. But the one thing I didn't notice until recently is her right hand was covered in blood. Hmm. And yeah. that was, I'm trying to remember, is that from when she killed the nun or when the baby impacted the branch. Right, oh, right. God. I'm hoping the, the first. I'm hoping the nun. Um, yeah, I think the impact on the branch is what killed the baby because she was cl she was clutching the baby to her chest. Yeah. Uh, Mama, for me, I mean, I literally feel horrible for this woman through the entire movie. I cannot see her as a monster. I can't. I see her almost as like the hero. You know, the father takes them out to kill them. This woman saves them. All yeah. she's doing is trying to protect these children. She doesn't know why people are coming to take her. I have, yeah. So, I mean, I have just tons of empathy for the bad guy in this movie, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's a problem. Well, so only, if, you know, go ahead. go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I was going to say, if she's not the bad, if she's not the scary monster and the kids aren't the scary monster, there is no scary monster. So it just I don't makes think us... there is. I think that it's the scary monster. If anybody's the father, that's right. Honestly, so this becomes more of just like a supernatural uh, story about heartbreak and loss, which is great. It's not, in my opinion, this is almost its own genre of movie, which I think would have been super, super clever if the guy had just seen what he had on his hands here and made a couple of tweaks to this script. This could have been something really really different and it was and i appreciated it for that reason one night when annabelle sees someone in the hallway lucas investigates a black spot on the wall where black moths are pouring out of it only to have mama rush out of the hole and push him down the stairs he ends up in a coma in the hospital annabelle is left to care for these two disturbed little girls on her own she is not the maternal type and her early interactions with the girls goes poorly. However, the girls begin to warm up to her. Victoria her. becomes more like a normal child, but Lily retains her animal-like nature. 
This is attributed to the fact that Victoria was older, thus had society development before her abandonment in the woods. Over time, Annabelle becomes attached to the children, and later, Victoria begins to prefer her over Mama. But Lily still remains completely loyal to Mama. Annabelle becomes aware there is something wrong and that Mama may indeed be real. Victoria worries for her safety, saying, Mama gets very jealous. Okay. <laughs> um, again, here, I'm, I'm, my heart is breaking here because I can see this, that Victoria is starting to like lose the connection with Mama. And, you know, Mama loves her. And, you know, at the same time, this is now starting to put a wedge between Victoria and the little one. Lily. And that is, and Lily, and that is breaking my heart. And it's like, yeah, so this whole time I'm watching all of this. And yeah, they're trying to give me some jump scares and they're trying to build all this up. But I'm just reading it completely differently. Um, and the, when the dad falls down the stairs and hits his head, I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, Dylan, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I think that fall that, should uh, have killed him. Yeah, Pat's right. That fall would have killed him. It would have killed him. If it didn't, if it didn't cave in the top of his head, it most certainly would have broken his fucking neck. Yeah, absolutely. that point of impact. There's no fucking way he survives yeah. that fall. He's scorpion down those stairs. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, it was fucking yeah. ridiculous style. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I agree with you. You end up feeling bad. You know, they do that scene where it's um, uh. She, uh, Lily's trying to coerce Victoria into going and Victoria's like, Victoria, stay. Like, she's yeah. saying, I'm staying. I'm not leaving to go hang outside with Mama. Like, I'm not interested. Um, but you also get that really cool thing where you see Victoria playing with Mama and you see that everybody else is in the other part of the house yeah. and you hear that clicking eh, noise that Mama makes, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, there was a great scene. Um, just like that, I don't mean to interrupt, but it was it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie when you've got um, the camera that's looking into uh, the kids' the bedroom. bedroom along yeah. them and as well as the hallway. And Lily's in there and she's playing a tug of war with a sheet. Yeah, that's you, the one I'm talking about. Right, yeah. and, and there are scenes that are part of it. And you notice right away you think she's playing with Victoria. And then you see Victoria in the hallway. And they're yeah. like, oh, shit, she's not playing with Victoria. And that's when you notice that the other end of the sheet is getting higher and higher and higher. And now the body is casting a shadow from a light. And you'd say, oh, shit, she's playing with Mama. It was and, hysterical. Yeah. She's and, playing tug of war. And then she lets the sheet go. And the kid goes flying back. And Victoria actually saves Annabelle because Victoria knew what was going on. And Annabelle was going to investigate, and she saved Annabelle's life right there by bringing up something with the dog. By the way, the dog's name, anybody remember the dog's name? No. No. Handsome. Oh. Handsome. Named after myself. And it was was their father's dog. That's why he was so important when they came to the new house. She immediately recognized the dog. And all of a sudden, now you're seeing Victoria's now coming back to what's real and what is going on behind, you know, the house. Yeah. So you also get that really cool scene where uh, she thinks that Lily is under the blanket and yeah. she sees the blanket moving and then, Oh my God. Yes. Into the, and she's like, and she realizes that something else is there. And that's when she starts investigating in the closet and it gets things. Okay, start no, to get ugly, I, but... I've got to say 
if if you're in a room and you suddenly realize what's in the corner isn't what you thought was in the corner. I'm fucking right. And then you away. hear the door closed behind your back. You hear the door closed. I don't know about you, but I'm going in the opposite fucking direction. Yes. I yes, am not I'm... going to that closet. That's not going to fucking happen. I'm running out of that house and I'm never returning. And I'm no. grabbing the kids and I'm dragging them behind me as I'm going. Yeah. Not That's if you're just... Annabelle. Not if you're Annabelle. You're calling Dr. Dreyfus. You're saying, listen, I'm leaving. I'm going to lock the door. Mom is going to watch the kids till you get here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's it. There it is. Um, so That's Pat, beautiful. The scene that you're referring to with the little girl, um, Lily, is playing with the sheet. Yes. So this is intended to be scary when you see Victoria and you realize that she's playing with mama. Right. But again, my reaction immediately is I smiled. It made me feel good because this little girl that is so upset all the time and so distraught, she's actually having fun and she's playing and she's giggling and she's with mama and mama's not going to hurt her. And I feel good for her in these moments when she's with mama and she's actually like happy. So well, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is, this is why when the end of the movie came, I was not surprised the way it ended. Right. You can you can clearly see at this point in the movie, there's there's a change of ways. Victoria doesn't want to go with Mama anymore. And yeah. Lily only knows Mama and yeah. Victoria. So Mama is the the adult figure that she it's the only one she knows. Yeah. I hated the ending. I'm gonna rewrite it for you guys and it's gonna be better. So oh, let's okay. keep going. <clears throat> so Dr. Dreyfus begins to believe the stories of Mama. First, because Victoria is able to tell stories with information she shouldn't be able to know. And later, because he actually sees Mama. In the course of the investigation, he obtains custody of the corpse of Mama's baby, which was stashed away in a government storehouse next to the Ark. Okay. Yes, yes. Dr. Dreyfus <laughs> comes to believe that Mama is located in the cabin in the woods and goes to investigate, but is killed by Mama there. The aunt believes Annabelle is abusing the children due to bruises Lily has from her animal-like tendencies and begins to spy on the house for proof. Lucas awakens from his coma after a dream induced by his dead brother, asking him to save the children and pointing him to a location in the woods. Um, okay. So again, we don't need mama to kill Dr. Dreyfus here. Doesn't need to happen. I mean, it's, I mean, they need it to happen because they're trying to present me with a horror story, but it's, it just doesn't work. I, why does mama want to kill Dr. Dreyfus? I don't know. Why is she going back to the cabin? Should I go back and hang out there like when she's not babysitting? I don't know. I, I think, don't know. I think the reason why Mama went after Dreyfus was because of um, Dreyfus was picking up on who she was and was beginning to believe it. After he watched questions. the session, after he watched the session um, with, with um, Victoria on tape and Victoria was like looking up at, through the top of her eyes. And that's when you start hearing the sound of Mama in the background behind Dreyfus. Annabelle, I mean, not Annabelle, I'm sorry. When the kids are threatened in any way, she reacts. Yes. Dreyfus made Victoria angry. Therefore, Dreyfus is a target. Just like, I just like... Victoria was worried 
about Annabelle because Annabelle, uh, because Mama will get jealous because Annabelle is trying to take Victoria from her. Therefore, right. now Annabelle is a problem, right. just like Luke was a problem. See, so the thing is, is that Mama will t- basically kill anybody that tries to get in between her and the children. Exactly. Right. If you yeah. threaten And that's them. what Dreyfus was doing. And that's what Dreyfus was doing. So like why did she kill Dreyfus earlier, in the house? Why not kill huh? him in the house? Why is he leave? Be- he went there. He, he went to and goes the house. To the cabin. I know. So why didn't she kill him in the fucking house where the children are? He was in he there. Left. He yeah, left. But he, he ran was, away. But, but he was there. He was there yeah, for plenty of time. He ran before she could do anything. When he saw that that shit spreading across the ceiling, he, he hauled ass like his ass was on fire. Yeah, and I he like could, the way that he fucking cued fucking Annabelle in. He's like, yeah, ah, he's like, have fun. Sweet, <laughs> sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. As he's going out the door with his ass on fire. Yeah. What a dick. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, again, now, just like just like you had pointed out earlier, Dwayne, he had his own agenda when it came yes. to the kids. He yeah. wasn't looking out for their best interest. No. He wanted to study with what happened to them, wanted mm-hmm. to study about them, found out about Mama. Now there's a whole different thing that he needs to investigate, and he needs time to do that. And that's not going to happen if the kids go with the aunt. Right. Dude, and this big fat fucking coffee sipping fucking psychiatrist, he's not going to fucking hike out into the woods by himself in the middle of the night with a fucking like a pen light fucking flashlight. Give me a break. No way this guy is going I out I loved there. the cabin scene. For I loved ghost, it too. For a spooky scene, the ghost scene was, and that cabin scene was great. The sound of mama, the flashlight going out, the pictures, the flash going off with every picture taken yeah. and her getting closer. That was just classic, spooky, jumpy shit. And that's why good. I liked it. It was good, but I mean, I just don't believe fucking Dreyfus is fucking equipped to hike out to that cabin. And I don't think he'd do it alone. I think he'd take a couple of the mental hospital orderlies with him that like hold down the nut jobs when they go crazy. I mean, I will say, if you're so scared that you beat your feet out of that house, why would yeah. you go back to go to the cabin in the woods at night? Thank you. Like, by yourself. Like by yeah, yourself. So like, why would you do it's that? For the same reason, Annabelle was pointing, it was turning and going to the fucking closet that no one in their right mind would go to after she experienced what she did. Yeah, but like yeah. at least you gotta at least have in the, the storyline. It's at least the story in the line. house that he fucking lets Annabelle raise the two kids in. At least that's like home court advantage. He's like, well. She's got me on the ropes here, so I think the best thing to do would be to get in my car, drive out into the middle of the woods to the abandoned shack where she is the fucking ultra ghoul. It's <laughs> it's so stupid. The ultra ghoul, I like okay. that. Okay, okay, I get it though. But they wanted it to be scary, so they had to bring us back to the cabin for her to yes. kill him. It was it was a spooky scene. It was okay. Annabelle continuously tries to contact the doctor, afraid of all the abnormal activity in the house. Frustrated, she visits Dr. Dreyfus's office and finds out he's missing. She steals the case file from the girls and Mama and his laptop. That night, she looks through the files and reads the beginnings of a book the doctor was writing about Mama and the girls. However, Mama is angry and attacks the girls. And then Annabelle, sucking the life out of her body before Victoria's pleading to stop, makes her pause. At this point, the nosy aunt has snuck into the house 
and Mama decides to use her. She takes over the aunt's body and uses it to take the children back to the cabin. Okay. (laughs) Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Where are you? Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Dylan, what do you got? So, yeah. I mean, cool scene with Mama attacking Annabelle. I thought it was cool. I scared me i was like shit no thank you again as we've said continuously through this podcast i would have been long gone by this point (laughs) anybody i would i would have i would have been like in hawaii on the beach somewhere like no nowhere near this house um but you know like it's nice to see yeah get out so too bad we gotta leave exactly that's where i was going that's where i was going (laughs) this is so beautiful get out too bad we can't stay yeah exactly um you know i feel like um annabelle is really trying and i think that annabelle and victoria have like bonded at this point and she's really trying and victoria's trying to save her and it's like like Des said it's it kind of just gets sad even though this is a scary part of the movie it's you feel bad because mama's a bad guy but she's not yeah you know and it's like again the real bad guys are the father and Dr. Dreyfus to a certain degree too. He's a bad right. guy. Totally. Dr. Dreyfus is prepared basically to have Annabelle just be a sacrifice so yes. he can get a good book deal. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Cause he doesn't warn her. He doesn't say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And Annabelle is well within her rights to go into that office and steal the case files. Like she did. Like oh, I yeah. thought that was fantastic. I was like, good for her. She went in there yeah. and she's like, I'm going to find out what's happening yep. better, for better or worse. I'm taking his computer and I'm taking his f- files and I'm going to figure this out. And she oh, does. And, she, and the tears rolling down her face when she was seeing what was going on. And then yeah. she saw the box and realized that was the remains of the yep. baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that was about as emotional as you could get. But this yeah. is one thing I would like to try and understand because I just happened to see that scene. Um, both Victoria and Lily come downstairs while Annabelle is listening to these files and and seeing finding out what's going on. Victoria makes a point of going up to Annabelle, asking if she's okay, gives her a hug, and says, "I love you." But when she gives Annabelle the hug, the camera goes to Lily and Lily is just shaking her head. Mm -hmm. So I have to wonder to myself, knowing what kind of state mama is, why did she specifically do that? Like she's trying to antagonize mama. Because I think at that point she's trying to comfort Annabelle, not antagonize mama. You know, like I think that she's starting to outgrow mama. You know? Oh, there's no question yeah. that happened. Yeah. There's you know, no question and that she's happened. she's ready to move on with her life and become mm. a normal girl as much as she can. Yes. Um, and you know, she, she it's almost to me like she's trying to ignore mama. You know, like bit. I like I feel like think about I see mama's what you're tra- saying. Yeah. yeah, mama's calling yeah, her and saying. Lily goes and she says, I'm not going. Like she's but trying even, to But even ignore. Lily realized what what was oh, yeah. what Victoria was doing. She's, she's shaking like, her head no, like no. You yeah. shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Right. Because it went because shortly after that, Mama is literally chasing the girls down the hallway. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, did I miss something? Why is it suddenly Mama's chasing the girls that she's been killing people over and protecting? Yeah. Well, it's just like when you're an adult with uh, children and you spank them or yell at them or you know chastise them for doing something naughty. That's what Mama's doing. And right. you have to understand that Mama I has. See. 
limited mental faculties before she was a ghost and now right, she's a ghost right, right. so yeah, it's that's like right, you gotta give right. her a little bit of a pass edith, yeah. edith <laughs> brennan was not uh did not have all the um yeah. cans yeah. in a six-pack yeah yeah she didn't have everything that she needed to be a functioning member right. of society okay that makes sense yeah yeah i wish this movie had been more about like i wish the doctor had been a really good guy and it was more about like helping these children. They realize there's a ghost. They realize why the poltergeist is there. It's lost a child. There's more empathy for mama. She's not killing everybody. Um, you know, and they try to work together to kind of like, you know, break the bond and, you know, bring the ghost to peace with its child. You know, like that spirit could have been brought back. There's so many more ways they could have gone with this where it would have been like this really smart movie. But they just didn't. They just didn't go the rest of the way with it. It was Lucas a Canadian has, movie. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Uh, Lucas has left the hospital to follow the dream of his brother. Back at the house, Annabelle wakes and takes Mama's baby's body and head to the lake. On the way, she miraculously stumbles across Lucas, and they approach the cabin together. Once inside, they find the aunt's discarded body but neither of the little girls annabelle sees the cliff that mama had originally jumped from remembering the warning that the ghosts are twisted souls doomed to repeat their mistakes she realizes mama's intentions to jump off the cliff with the children lucas and annabelle arrive in time to stop the children from jumping but mama attacks them the assault is stopped when mama finds her baby's corpse begins crying and prepares to jump off the cliff with it her twisted appearance reverting to a more human one. However, as they are leaving, Lily shouts, Mama! And <laughs> regains her twisted appearance and attacks again, <laughs> knocking out Lucas. Lucas has got a glass jaw. This guy's getting knocked out left and right. <laughs> she grabs the kids and walks to the edge of the cliff. Annabelle tries to desperately stop Mama, eventually beaten to the point that she can only hold on to Victoria. Once at the edge of the cliff, Victoria tries to convince Lily not to go. And Lily cries that Lily and Lily cries that Lily, Victoria, and Mama should all be together. Mama jumps off the cliff with Lily. And upon hitting the branch, Mama and Lily turn into a shower of black moths. The movie ends with Victoria realizing that one of the butterflies watching over her is in fact Lily. Perhaps ref referencing 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 <laughs> sound it out <laughs> a ghostly regret of victoria not going with her okay i apologize for the referencing <laughs> um okay so end of the movie this is terrible and i'll tell you why so what should Please. have happened here is Mama should have got the baby and the baby should have been brought back to spirit, which would release both of them from walking the earth. They could both now, you know, go on to the next thing and wait, stop. Wait, 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 you, 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 you want the baby spirit to be brought back? Yeah. Just like mama's spirit. But mama died. She's fucking walking the earth. Baby spirit now should be brought back. So she puts the fucking little just fucking like flipping a switch. Listen, guy. 
They put the fucking baby's fucking skeleton in the ghost of mama's hands. And suddenly, just like mama appeared as she did before she died, the baby should have appeared the way it did before it died. And then you see mama in this beautiful form with the baby in its beautiful form, right? So then little Lily is standing there. Mama returns Lily to the edge of the fucking cliff and says to her, it's time for you to go be with your family now. It's time for you to go. They have like this special moment and, you know, the little baby cries, you know, mama and mama's, you know, like, you know, touches her face and says, it's okay. It's time for you to go be a real girl now. And then you see mama and the baby kind of drift up and then maybe vanish into a spark. And I fucking am crying. If this happens, I'm literally crying all over myself. I'm dying. And then Lily runs back and Victoria hugs her and fucking Dr. Fucking Glassjaw wakes up and hugs his fucking Annabelle and the two baby girls and everybody's happy. They're a little happy family. Lily's going to be okay. The sisters are reunited. Fucking mama is now beautiful young woman in her natural form again with the woman, with the baby that she's been fucking grieving for centuries now back in her care and they can both go to heaven in beautiful form. That is a way better ending than the piece of shit that we got. <laughs> Fuck this ending. Like the little girl now turns into a fucking moth. Just stop. Just stop. It's fucking nonsense. Dylan, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that. Just admit that my ending is fucking great and it makes you sad just thinking about it. No, no, I would, I would, no. I actually like your ending. Oh, and fuck was... you, Pat. No. <laughs> Suck. I Suck. Like your, I like your idea for an ending. I Thank feel you. like, um, it's way sadder the way it ends. So if you're going for the sad ending, mission accomplished. Um, I It would have been more of a feel-good ending. Now, here's the thing. That's obviously not what the director was looking for. The director was looking to end on a down note. And it is a down note. Even though Victoria feels like Lily will be watching over her from the beyond, that's like, this little girl's already traumatized yeah. to the moon and now her sister's dead too. Like, yeah, here's what? the problem though. So let's say fucking Dr. Glassjaw, her dad and fucking an animal, let's say they put one of those bug zapper lights outside the front door of the house and Lily comes to see Victoria. <laughs> She's dead. This is fucking bullshit ending. This is a bullshit ending. My ending is so obvious, I can't even believe the writer didn't come up with it on his own. I, well, it's I almost so feel obvious. like that's it. Like that's why they didn't do it that way because that is probably the way you would assume it's going to go. <laughs> Because that's a good ending? Okay. Pat, tell us why you like this ending. The The ending is expected. It's not I that disagree. I like it. I expected <laughs> the ending. Of course you do. I expected the ending to go the way it is. You can see that Victoria has no is pulled away from Mama. She's not going with Mama. Lily, who only knows Mama and can, can't really speak all through the entire movie, she went with Mama every single time she looked forward to it. The only time you saw the girl smile was when she was going to be with Mama. So I yeah. knew she was going with her. Now, <sighs> just to point out, there's a, there's a point in the story where the librarian with the long ponytail who tells the doctor about Edith Brennan and her ghost. Yes. And how uh, the elements twist the corpse... And the ghost 
it's uh, the emotions twist the ghost. First off, Edith is a ghost for a reason. Because she can't find her baby. Oh, Archie, I can't find my baby. (laughs) Edith? Anyone, Anyone who pays any attention to ghost stories of this kind know that there's a reason why a ghost walks the earth. Usually something unfinished. Like, That's right. She can't find her baby. Okay, here's my point. You can't have the baby spirit come back. Why? Because that spirit is moved on. Oh, it okay. doesn't but, have something. But, but mama can turn a live human into a moth. Dude, I can't explain that. And I didn't say I liked the way that ended. So if you're going to go with the dark ending, right, then they have to kill that little baby. They have to kill fucking Lily. She has to die so she can become a moth. You're not just going to match. She has to die. She has to die to join Mama. Yes, but she doesn't. Makes no sense. It's garbage. It's trash. (laughs) Trash. Hate this ending. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Uh... Okay, so I think we've done it. We've uh, we've broken down oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah, we've done it all right. Yeah, I bulldoze this motherfucker kind of like you I did with think? the strangers. Okay. Bob the fucking builder. I'll tell My you show, what. I don't care. I'll okay. tell you what, though. Ah! I'll tell you what, though. So here's the deal. Uh, if you remove all the other bullshit, this right. movie almost is um, a story of growth for Annabelle. Definitely. And I appreciate that part of it at the very least, you know, like, yeah, she didn't want kids and, you know, and she ends up loving Victoria and wanting to care for her so much so that she fights for her really hard at the end, you know, um, right now. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that uh, character growth for Annabelle. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you get Victoria's growth as well. And and I'll tell you what else I really appreciated because it very easily couldn't have worked the way they wrote Annabelle's character. Like you, you just, you know, she hates children. Yeah. Initially and I has, didn't like her. I was like, she was like being rude to the kids. And I'm like, yes. oh. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I don't like, yeah, this when, like when she got called I mama. Yeah. Even though I don't like children, I'm at least polite or nice to kids. If I have to deal with them, she was like being like straight up mean to them. And I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. And just, yeah. She softens and she softens and she softens to the point that she cares for them so much she fights for them. And I was like, you know what? That was that was nice. It was nice to see. And I thought and, that part at least was well written. And what I thought was great about it, too, and this is the acting. This goes to talk about the acting and some of the writing. Mm-hmm. Just because the director tells me that I'm supposed to believe that Annabelle and Victoria have now grown to love each other doesn't mean I'm going to believe it. Many movies try to do that. And I'm like, bullshit. It, it's it doesn't work. But in this one, it did. I believed it. I felt the love between those two characters. Yeah. And I thought that was really good. I felt a lot of emotion in this movie. I felt a lot of emotion between all the characters. I thought the character building was great. I thought the interactions between the characters were great. I thought the arcs between the characters were great. It was the storytelling that was the problem. It was this, uh, shoehorning this thing into a horror movie package where it just didn't belong. There was another direction they could have gone and they actually did go the direction. They just gave us a weird ending and a weird beginning and then sprinkled it with like kind of strange scenes and strange like decisions by characters to do weird things that didn't make sense. 
they kind of spoiled what could have been something really, really good. But even with all those mistakes they made, I still really liked the movie because it made me feel, it made me feel, it gave me the feels. So, all right. Let's uh, recast it. You guys have anything else to say about it? No. No, I'm good. Thank God. Okay. Uh, Recasting couch. We will recast one character from the movie. I will start. I would replace Dr. Dreyfus with one Tony Shalhoub from Monk. Oh, because he looks just like him. It's great. (laughs) It's so obvious. Um, Yeah. So... Or you could replace Mama with the ghost from the library in Ghostbusters as well. (laughs) Where are you from originally? (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for next week. Oh, I know. Holy shit. All right, Pat, what do you got? Uh, Along with the Tony Shalhoub uh, stand-in, I've got one that's close to it as well. I'm going to replace the actor who played Luke with Aaron Eckhart. Sure. Oh, okay. Works. Yeah, it's fine. Do we know who Aaron Eckhart is? Yeah, blonde. <laughs> Jesse, Des is just like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. I'm like, yeah, do you know, know who do you remember is. who Aaron Eckhart is? I do Eckhart know who that is. is. Do you want me to give it? you three examples? Yes. No Google. <laughs> no, 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 no. How about the core? Right off the top of my head, the core. Yeah, the core, obviously. That was, that was I didn't want to Olympus be obvious. Olympus has fallen. London give has you, fallen. Yeah, I was going to give you some deeper picks, but if you know, yeah, good fine. luck with that. Okay, um, Dylan, what do you got? I have one that is going to be amazing. I am oh. going to replace the guy who played Doctor Dreyfus with Richard Dreyfus. Oh, I love it. That's oh, perfect. I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, great. I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long to make the Richard Dreyfus connection with Dr. Dreyfus. Yeah. Well, I, I figured it was going to happen right away. Yes. Every time somebody said Dreyfus, that's all I could think about. So I was yeah. like, that's it. I'm doing him for the recasting couch. He was Dr. Leo Marvin. So why oh, not be yeah. Dr. Dreyfus? Okay. Then can we add Bob Wiley as his, like, you know, assistant? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. The one um, that runs crying to the bathroom? That's, Lee, that's yeah. Bob Wiley. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There you go. All right. Let's uh, do some final thoughts, some rewatch scores. I'm not going to beat this up. You, have, you all know what I think about the movie. I think there was a really brilliant idea here that was executed a little janky. Um, but it did give me the feels. Great characters. Really good acting. Um yeah, so I mean, for all those reasons, it's a horror movie. I hate horror movies, but I didn't hate this movie. Um, I think this is better than average, so I'm going to give it uh, three. Three rewatches. Straight up three? Yeah, straight up three. No, no, all no, because right. I don't want there to be ties. This is uh, 2.98. Okay. Ugh. All right, 2.98 it is. Pat, what do you got? Um... I enjoyed this movie for the classic, for for the reason I enjoy ghost stories. I like that jump out of your skin moment. This has a few of those things. Um, I like the uh, the creepiness of her voice. Uh, there's there are certain scenes like when, when Annabelle uh, wakes up and Victoria is standing in the doorway and she says, "What's under the bed?" The camera pans down and there's Mama melting through the top of the bed. Come on, man. It makes your skin crawl the first time you see that. Yes. Um, the the 
the picture taking in the cabin while mom was attacking with that creepy fucking voice. But there was a lot of comedy to it as well that was kind of spooky. The lights are flickering in the kitchen while Annabelle's practicing. And during one of the flickering, you see the top of Lily's head on the other side of the countertop. And the lights go out again. The lights come on again. And now Lily's sitting on the countertop right next to Annabelle. And she jumps off and scares the living shit out of Annabelle. That was fucking hysterical. I laughed my ass off. (laughs) Yeah, so if that was me, I probably would have like, just out of pure instinct, like smashed her with the bass and been like, oh my God, I'm sorry. (laughs) You scared me. I swung my bass. I couldn't act right. But like certain, certain things like that, that's why I like ghost stories that jump out of the moment. When Annabelle is is walking into the darkened room and you see Mama float down into the other room behind her. And the next thing you know, that head pops up behind Annabelle's head. It makes you pee when you're not prepared for it. Yeah, I didn't pee. Okay. okay so what's your what's your rewatch? I'm gonna score? give I'm gonna give it a three. Shut the hell up. Okay. Straight up three. Okay. Uh, Listen, so- no more rookie scores. No more rookie scores on the score. No fucking straight numbers because it's gonna give us like a million ties. It's right. gotta be I'll, all right. I won't revise it. It's gonna be a three point one five. Okay, okay. three point one five. I like that. Okay, good. Uh, so for me, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I would have enjoyed Mama a heck of a lot more the less I had seen of her. I feel like if you're going for the scary, like the sh- like the shark and jaws, I want to see less. I want to see just those hints, those the the stuff behind, like the like you said, the jump from behind her head. You know, the quick. Quick and gone. Like, I don't want enough time so I really get a good beat on what she looks like. By the end of the movie, you're seeing Mama completely, and I just wasn't scared anymore. Now, granted, part of the reason why I wasn't scared anymore was because I felt sympathy for her. That's um, the character. Yeah. So, you know, you've also got that part. But here's the thing. Either go for the sympathy movie and let her have the baby and end it the way Des said, or go for the scary movie. And then yeah. she she kills Lily at the end. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have done it that way. But if you're going for a scary movie, I mean, technically she does kill Lily, but she kills Lily, so they're together. It's not like she's and Lily <laughs> willingly <laughs> went with her, yes. so she didn't so, yeah, care like, what happened. As long exactly. as she was with Mama, she exactly. didn't care. That's all that so, mattered to her. Yeah, so like go one way or the other. It's almost like they refused to pick a lane, and that's they didn't why. know what it wanted to be. They didn't right. know what it yeah, wanted. Yeah, it be. almost feels no. like they refused to pick pick a lane, so that made it a little dicey for me. Um, but. I still really enjoyed watching it. I didn't hate it at all. There was a lot of fun parts of it. Um, so I'm going to go with a 2.82. Okay, listen, before we lock this score in, I want to know if it's better for Bi- than Black Christmas because I am going to revise my score if need be. <laughs> That's against the rules. <laughs> it is against the rules. Hold on. But this isn't better than Black Christmas. I mean, this is way better than Black Christmas. Okay, hold on. I'll tell you where it is. Well, I can't tell you because I haven't seen Black Christmas. No, don't bother. Uh, yeah, no, Black Christmas murders this thing. Black Christmas is a four. It's oh. a 4.08333. I feel like Tony pressured us into that score. That <laughs> <laughs> movie sucked, man. That movie. It did not, listen. though. And here's the, uh, here's the thing you have to understand about so Black bad. Christmas. It's oh. not bad. It's old. It's among one of the first horror movies ever. Like, you have to use, you got to give it its due due diligence it's up there with halloween it's it just it it has a pedigree and you're just gonna have to let it let it go i fucking hated that movie it had a great bad guy that they just did not cash in on yeah but you need to let it go okay you have freaking out like dude that's a four 
That's a four? Yeah, 4.08. Oh, God. So Jesus. so this one comes to a 2.983333. So like, let's see, 2.98, 2.98. That puts it right under Trick or Treat and right above Top Gun. Uh, <laughs> this, oh, I mean, so oh. it, one more time. What's the jam between Trick or Treat and Top Gun? Yeah. So it's not as good as Trick or Treat. Uh, right. And it's better, than, it's Top better Gun. than Top Gun. Okay, so this is not better than Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, okay. again, it's a different movie. So this is not better than Top Gun, and it is better than Trick or Treat. So you need to you need to stop policing the 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 uh, listen, list. ma'am. Just the facts, okay? No, um, you need to stop policing the list. You can't say it's better because that's your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, get, get jumping ahead. Okay. No, no, like just like just like the dude says in the Big Lebowski, that's like your opinion, man. So okay. you you can't police the list. People are going to score they want to score, and you have to live with it. That's Let part of what we're something. doing here. I can do it. Let me tell you something. No, you can't. Because I'm like telling to ask you, you can't. Question. Oh, go sure. ahead. Have you guys seen Dragnet with Tom Hanks? Yes. We should do that. They like to dance in their goatskin pants. That's right. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I enjoyed that. I movie. thought it was Watching good. Watching Tom Hanks talk about wrestling with the giant boa. Yeah. yeah I thought I, it was funny. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while, but. I don't know if it would live up, but I thought it was funny back then. I thought uh, Dan Aykroyd was fucking hysterical in that okay. movie. Okay. So I would like to say hello to our new listeners in Denmark. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. And uh, I would like to just thank our listeners in general. Um, if you're hearing your country, I am t- probably talking directly to you. I did this today or yesterday on uh, Breaking Vinyl, the music podcast, and I thought it was time that we do it for our listeners here. So I would like to say thank you for listening. Welcome to our listeners in the United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, France, Sweden, Australia, South Korea, Hungary, Japan, Gato, Mr. Rabato, India, oh, Croatia, Spain, wow. and Denmark. And of course, the great US of A, which I forgot on the music podcast, but I just thought that was implied. So thank you for listening all. We appreciate you. Without you, the show is nothing and not worth doing. Okay. Um, this week on Breaking Vinyl, we broke down... Uh, synchronicity. Synchronicity by the police, and it was very entertaining. So if you like music and you like records, go over and check that out. Really fun show, Breaking Vinyl. As always, I love watching movies from the opposite end of the house with you, Dylan. And Pat, you always bring an opinion, which I enjoy, and a fully packed bong. <laughs> we will be back again next week to wrap up our month of October spooktacular movie extravaganza where we will be discussing Ghostbusters and we will be doing that with Pat once again he's going to return because I've been promising him for over a year that we will eventually do Ghostbusters so we will be back next week with Ghostbusters we will be doing an Ultra awesome disaster piece theater. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So until next week, I just I have one it. question for you. Hey, did you ever see that movie? Did you? All right, see you later. No kiss. <laughs>